guys, this is Death by Music mini episode, our very first one, and we really wanted to start it off with a bang. This is a warning because there's going to be some cum at the end of the episode. At the end, just a warning if that's a little too vulgar for you. So sorry. We'll tell the initial story first, and then at the end of the episode, we'll have a big finish. That being said, we are talking about Limp Bizkit. Yes. Um, <laughs> like gravy? <laughs> Limp Bizkit, where the name came from, is uh, where we're, where we're going to finish off. And it's, it's kind of go there. It's kind of vulgar. It's kind of disgusting. We go into all the rumors. But the initial I can story... I imagine. <laughs> the initial story that we're going to talk about is um, Fred Durst and his his beef in the year 2000 with Scott Stapp of Creed. Oh, jeez. My yeah. sister had a Creed poster. Your sister sucks. Did she? <laughs> yeah. Oh, put that on she your sister sucks episode. She had a Creed poster and the CD. Dude, Creed, mm. Creed is better than Limp Bizkit. Yes, unfortunately so true. I have the CD still in my car. Do I listen to it? No. Is it in there? Yes. Why? Because I have all my CDs in my car. Okay. It's one She's of them. It. It's in there. It was the only <laughs> it was the only rock band Catholic, Kathleen would actually let you buy when you were uh, 14. Yeah, probably. probably. Oh, actually, she called me today um, because she listened to the Prince episode where I said that my dad, I could only get like the parental advisory stuff with my dad. Yeah. And so she called me and she was like, yeah, he's in trouble today. I was like, mom, this happened years ago. Like, 17 you cannot, years ago. What's the statute of Alex? limitations? Yeah, on. that's exactly what I said. I was like, the statute of limitations on this is up. He is fine. Yeah. It is too late. You can't get mad at him about this now. Uh, anyway, so today we are talking about Limp Biscuit and some shit. And Drew is going to take the lead here. Yeah. We thought we'd give you a reprieve from all the death and destruction of our normal episodes. And with this mini-sode, we're going to talk about ultra douchebag Fred Durst. <laughs> and some people's favorite, like mine when I was 13, Limp Biscuit. unfortunately. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Uh, anyway. What? Look, we can talk shit no about this guy because no he, he's against violence, so it's not like he's going to come beat you no. up or anything. Yeah, he's not a bro <laughs> at all. At okay. all. So this article's by Karen Manning from MTV, and uh, it starts from in 2000 at this K-Rock dysfunctional family picnic tour. Okay. Which, which is like, it's, it's like a radio station concert festival, it seems. Yeah. It's a New York radio rock station, um, and they had an annual concert, uh, and it turned into a diss fest pretty much between Limp Bizkit <laughs> and Creed, <laughs> trading barbs during their sets. Mm. Like Barbara's? Yes. Trading babs. <laughs> Give me your babs. You can have my babs. Barbara Streisand was there. Was Don't weird. fuck with my babs. <laughs> so the band shared the bill with Stone Temple Pilots, Ozzy Osbourne, Deftones, Godsmack, <laughs> Seven Dust, <laughs> and Limp uh, ruffled some feathers before they took the stage by showing up an hour late to the when they were supposed to play. That's that fucked. must have been wearing some weird costumes. That ruins everything at a one day festival like that. Absolutely, and with those like kind of high high profile bands there, that's kind of like the message. Like, yeah, we'll get there when we get there. We're like the most important type deal, you know. Mm -hmm. Obviously, kind of snarky. While thanking the fans for coming out, Stone Temple Pilots frontman Scott Weiland said, "Quote." You guys are the ones that take off from work. You guys are the ones who spend your money on the tickets. You guys are the ones who drive around here from all these states, from within the vicinity. And you know what? It ain't fucking cool to keep people waiting an hour for a fucking show, no matter what. Preach. And he's not wrong. Preach yeah. it, Scott. Yeah, he's all about the fans. You know, he's appreciative these people took the time out of their day to go see Stone Temple Pilots and yeah. have Limp Biscuit. 
Yeah, show some respect for the people who pay in your bills. A spokesman for Interscope Records told MTV News that there was uh, confusion over Limp's set time, but things got even weirder when Durst launched into a rant against Creed frontman Scott Stapp on stage. So I, obviously he doesn't know the difference between Scott from Stone Temple Pilots and Scott from and Creed. Scott from Creed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just yeah. It's, so he started talking shit about Scott Stapp. Yeah. In, but in a, he wasn't even the one that said it. Yeah. It's a different Scott. <laughs> it's in front of thousands of people. He's talking shit about the wrong guy. Okay. So do you want to read what he said? So on stage, Fred Durst said, quote, I want to dedicate this song to the lead singer of Creed. That guy is an egomaniac, Durst told the crowd. He's a fucking punk, and he's backstage right now acting like a fucking Michael Jackson. Fuck that motherfucker, and fuck you too. <laughs> and if you want, there's, there's a, going to be a booth with pillows and blankets for when Creed comes on. Like, they're what? not even... <laughs> it's not they even, didn't even do anything. Yeah. So, That's, yeah, I he, mean, it's just funny that they were both there, too. It would be so much. I mean, I guess it'd be funnier if Creed wasn't even playing the show and he was just doing this. And people were like, what? Creed's here. Like, sure. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine how weird that backstage must have been? Yeah. You know, because, you know, everyone in production is talking about it. Every sound guy, every roadie's like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. there's this thing going on right now. And then you have like Fred Durst pouting over there, like surrounded by his douche minions yeah i'm sure they showed up and they didn't even know that they were wrong and then all of the production guys were probably like oh you must you should have heard it you guys are an hour late and they're like what what do you mean we're an hour late and I they're like yeah scott was up on stage talking shit about you and he's like fuck that guy <laughs> yeah fuck scott you know what fuck Creed. And they're like oh no not that scott and he's like nope yep, it's over. It, it i've already made late. up my mind yeah it's that one so stop himself seemed to address the comment and the bands uh critics in general during the creed set saying it takes a lot more guts to say something to somebody than from behind their back yeah kind whatever of, so kind of a challenge uh challenging yeah. durst to to step up and <laughs> confront like, him what the fuck's in person like a real man <laughs> <laughs> during the appearance on monday's edition of total request live durst said that Durst said that after the set, Creed's camp presented him with an anger management manual <laughs> autographed <laughs> with a spiritual dedication, mm. which is really good. It's like, hey, man, you need Jesus. And but also, why did they just have an anger management manual on them? Like, that's perfect. <laughs> that they were like, oh, you know what? You know who could need this? Fred Durst. He's an angry Hey, boy. will you guys sign this uh, this anger management manual for Fred Durst? I'll be like, yes. <laughs> yes, I will. What a great idea. It was idea. a pretty good dig from them. Fred Durst from Limp Bizkit trash-talked them so much that Stapp was moved to challenge him to a charity boxing match, which <laughs> I, for <laughs> one, <laughs> I, for one, remember it. Durst is going to fight Stapp, man. It's going to be crazy. Like, I just think it's funny win? that Scott Stapp, who's this a weird candidate to be like, we're going to have a ce celebrity charity boxing match. Fight me. This was also the beginning of the end for Fred Durst, like his slow decline of being recognized as a super I douche. feel like he wasn't up that long, though. It was probably not that long, but in Wood so Woodstock of 99, um, you probably remember maybe hearing about there were riots and it was just a huge disaster. There were people looting and like fighting and shit at Woodstock 99. And that was all blamed on Limp Bizkit and Fred Durst. Fair. Well, he did nothing to stop. I mean, there's people like getting trampled and getting hurt and security's like, hey, can you please help us? And they're like, oh, no, let's just let's just break let's into just a nookie real sing quick. Sing our song, Break Stuff. 
Yeah. yeah, I was like, they just so, wanted to break stuff. Yeah, but so Scott Stamp invited him. He like challenged him to this boxing match. And then Fred Durst was like, no, no, I don't condone violence, which is rich, um, especially considering his reputation. So that was the beef. That was the beef. The beef that was the, the beef. And, and now if you want to talk about the sexy stuff. <laughs> Drew thinks Fred Durst is sexy. This is oh man, my thirteen-year-old <laughs> yeah. self did. Man, I like that hat. You're, you can't touch the hat, by the way. Supposedly. Oh yeah, didn't you learn about that? Uh, some guy went on stage. He invited people up up on stage at like one of their last shows or something, and uh, and like one of the guys grabbed his hat as into like cha- like trade hats with him. Dude, no. Do a little hat swap. That's I mean, how I, you get lice, one... but wasn't Fred Durst bald? Yes, that's yeah. true. <laughs> but he he like never took it off, right? It was like his thing. Because he never he was saw bald. him. Sure, but like like take it he off. You didn't want anybody to fun. see. He didn't want people to see. So over the microphone, he's like he yells at this 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 obvious probably drunk guy. He's at Olympus Biscuit Show, mm-hmm. and he's like, "This is a very special moment for me." And you're trying to fuck with me, you know? He said that. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> like, That's so weird. He's like, this is a special moment. You're trying to ruin my shit. And the guy's like, I just would, I don't know. I'm just a drunk guy trying I to exchange hats. <laughs> Take my bucket hat. Give me your Yankees cap. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He also uh, famously known for um, shooting his own porno. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. But there's a big conspiracy behind who actually released it because he told everyone in the media that it's someone hacked his shit and like released it. But, he but did it. like it's strange, and I haven't watched the video. Uh, but you watched it? No, I haven't watched oh. the video. <laughs> I said I even watched it. And it the was video totally of him explaining him. this for the video of it. It was porn. a selfie. I, <laughs> yeah, I think if you watch the video, you real life just get chlamydia. So oh no! It's like it's like the ring. Like Fred Durst starts crawling out of the well. You're gonna die in seven days. <laughs> suspiciously, in the video, the camera keeps going in and out of focus on his dick it was planned so that you know how he used to have the the focus the focus right, section. Yeah. it was so small it was trying to find it well Aww. i don't know i can't i can't <laughs> i can't give you a testimony it was, so big, it was too close it he's explained to me couldn't <laughs> autofocus the right. pixel ratio of his dick so it was obvious <laughs> that he positioned the camera to be right where his dick was so that you know you could you could really see it in detail but he, but he said forever that. Okay. that he didn't release the video. Who, was there somebody else in it? It wasn't like a celebrity film. Because um, <laughs> even with Fred Durst in <laughs> it, it was still wasn't a celebrity film. It's, it's like D- not even a B-roll. D-listers. Yeah, it's yeah. a D-list. D-listers. Best. <laughs> D-list porn. There's a big thing. He, I think that knowing Fred Durst, uh, at least, I don't know him personally, but knowing what I know of him, it would be a move to like, like shoot your own porn and make it look as good as you can. Yeah, well, no press is bad yourself. press, right? It's true. It depends. <laughs> it's very situational. Yeah, no one wants to see like a a, a small Fred Durst chub on on camera. <laughs> see, that's what also makes a it non-believable. Biscuit. Yeah, speaking of Fred Durst and his porno with his limp biscuit. Yeah. You may wonder where did Limp Biscuit get their name? And there are some conflicting things. Yeah, so rumor has it that the name comes from a title of the masturbation game Limp Biscuit, quote unquote. No Z. No Z in yes, this. Yes, they one. did that to be trendy. They like did. like corn with a K. Right. Sure. Anyway, okay, so the game Limp Biscuit is uh is a game in which a group of no doubt highly intelligent scholars stand <laughs> around a biscuit and masturbate no. onto it. No, what? Yes. 
Yeah. yeah. The so, Pillsbury Doughboy is upset right now. Yeah, he is. <laughs> That's uh, definitely. What if you're using your like great grandma's biscuit recipe and she's like, I died and this is what you do with my biscuits. You just jizz all I over mean, my cornbread. Somebody still eats it. What? Check it out. Okay, so <laughs> the last guy to successfully ejaculate has to fucking eat. How are you doing this in a group full of boys? Boys are fucking know. weird. <laughs> I don't know. I mean... Boys, emphasis, not men. Boys. <laughs> teenage boys are weird. Would totally do something. And like I that. only... I have to wonder how many kids, you know, 13, 14 years old in the early 2000s fucking tried to play this game because they thought it was... They thought Fred Durst was cool. <laughs> yeah. They're was like, this. I can jerk off faster than you. <laughs> you, th- you, you think a thousand? You think it's in the thousands? It's I, definitely in the hundreds. I don't want to guess. Okay. So in a metaphorical way, the American public has been losing this game every time Limp Bizkit released an album. Okay. Mm -hmm. The purpose of, uh, I don't know. It's not like you're supposed to be rushing to finish. That's not what anybody wants. Yeah. Well, in this situation, you (laughs) definitely want that. Yeah. (laughs) Just setting yourself up for failure later in life. Exactly. That's true. (laughs) It's It's like you're training yourself to be worse at sex. Yeah. By also listening to Limp Bizkit. And also listening to Were they to listening to it while they were doing it? Probably. Hopefully. Okay. Well, one, I mean, the, the game was I don't think the game, the game <laughs> came before the band name. Okay. Yes, it oh, did. It did. So, they, so it was already a game. But they took this on knowing it was already, it had a connotation oh, to yeah. it. Oh, yeah. So huh. um, what I what I found on this is that Limp Bizkit, they were coming out of like a practice. <laughs> they were trying to figure out what to call their band. And Fred Durst actually said this on an A and asked me anything on Reddit. He said he wanted it to have the same roll off the tongue as Led Zeppelin, but also just be so weird of a name that you would have a hard time forgetting it. He remembered some ideas like Gimp Disco, Split Dick Slit, Bitch Piglet, and somehow Blood Fart. Um, <laughs> blood Fart. But what? they never really uh, took their name or purpose very seriously. <laughs> Obviously. Um, considering their chances of succeeding were slim to none at that point. But they be- they just wanted something that people would remember. And then they spelled it weird because Corn and, you know, like all of these other bands were spelling their names weird. That was like a late 90s, early 2000s thing. But then it ended up being, you know, the image of a bunch of kids standing around jerking off on a cookie so i don't know if that was like a great plan or not but it's kind of like um when i had to come up with it when i had xbox live and i was i don't know 18 and i had to come up with a gamer tag i couldn't think of anything but i wanted it to have to do with wrestling and so um i one of the rocks phrases he called he says like i'm gonna whoop your candy ass yeah so i was like cool your candy ass and then i got it fucking wrong because i was playing call of duty and i wanted it to be like blah 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 killed your candy ass but that was my name so you pretty much named yourself candy ass (laughs) yes and i was like fuck (laughs) well very fun so we're looking for fun bizarre obscure stories to tell about you know, music, a little bit of the lighter side, so it's not always just death and destruction. If you have any weird stories, then definitely send us an email and let us know if there's something we should cover. It's deathbypodcastteam at gmail.com. The obscurer, the better. I the obscurer, the betterer. The betterer. I was hoping you were going to go there with Hopefully it. the next story has a little bit less come. Sorry, Mom. Can't can't guarantee anything though <laughs> <laughs> there will be some other bodily fluids for sure we've already got some in in the in the hopper vault. the hopper tank but yeah all right well thanks for tuning in for our first mini episode we will plan to put these out every monday 
Um, and rest in peace. Cheers, mates. Or scissor and timbers. Mate. Music by Demons, at Demons Band on Instagram. Graphic arts by Mike Johnson. Writing by Alex Motler and Cassie Gardner, with assistance from Drew Orton.